daddy gonna stay in school and, and graduate. You're gonna die, Klaus! You can do it! Captain Insano shows no mercy. You can do it! I love my mama very much. Now you know that. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hello and welcome to the Sandler Pit, the podcast that is acting weird, not myself, dancing around like the Keebler elf. Finally time for this poor schlub to know how it feels to fall in love. Oh, that's uh, that's Mr. Deeds. Yeah. Holmes, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was looking because this episode, we're here to celebrate the birth of one Luke Thomas. <laughs> and I was looking to see if Mr. Deeds did any birthday cards, but he doesn't. He just does that that one and like an anniversary card. So, Thank you yeah. for saying you love me. Yeah. <laughs> we're two schlubs in love. <laughs> but one thing we do love is Adam Sandler. After the last film we watched, I do not love Adam Sandler. In fact, no. I hate him. <laughs> If you've never listened before, I'm Luke, uh, and this also is Luke. Hi. And this is the Sandler Pit, where we watch every single Adam Sandler film or TV show or appearance in anything, and then we decide whether it belongs in the Sandler Pit, where it will rot forever, hopefully, and never get brought back out, or will it go into the Sandler Castle, where all his good films lie, like Fifty First Dates and Hoobie Halloween. <laughs> The greatest film of our time. How are you today, Luke? I'm good, but I am genuinely still feeling a bit... It's like a weird giddiness. I don't know, I feel a bit like nauseous, a bit weird, because The Cobbler was just such an odd film that didn't feel like a film. I just... I need some cinema. (laughs) How does it feel to be 26? (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, it feels great, considering we're recording this at the start of December. But yeah, I'm I'm feeling fresh and ready for... A real gem, a real present to open, because we're going to be re-watching Grown Ups. So Luke, what's your experience with the film Grown Ups? I have watched it a couple of times. One of those, the most recent time I watched it was with you earlier this year when I was trying to introduce you to the magic of the Sandman. I first saw this quite early when it came out. Uh, It came out in 2010. So I remember renting this on DVD from Blockbuster back in those days. Probably quite a late Blockbuster Wait a second. So Go you on. said that you fell off after Click. Yeah, but I did. But you hadn't. You went into Grown Ups. Yeah, so basically, Click was the last one that I, like, do you know what? I, I don't know, because I'm thinking about it now. I also did watch You Don't Mess With the Zohan, and I did watch I Now Pronounce You, Chuck and Larry. But I watched this is them breaking our This is breaking our established canon. Yeah, I know. Bad. Sorry, it's listeners. all coming back to me now, as Celine Dion once said. <laughs> Click, I went out of my way to watch. I went to the cinema with my family, sat around, watched it, enjoyed it. You don't mess with the Zohan. I'm dobbing my past self in it now. I downloaded that off LimeWire. <gasps> you remember LimeWire? <laughs> yeah, I, I never used it. I was really scared of it. Like I'd be looking up like how to get Mew on Fire Red. <laughs> but then I'd be like, how do I do it? And then it'd just be pornography. And I'd be like, no! <laughs> no, daddy, no! <laughs> What's this? <laughs> 
I think I have seen most of Adam Sandler's films up until like 2010, really. But it was always, I don't know if you remember when Blockbusters was around. They used to do these deals where it was like free films for £5 for a week or something like that. Okay. Which it seems expensive now that you can pay like six quid for a library of streaming films for however long. But at the time, I thought that was a great deal. There was a Blockbusters in my hometown and I used to just go and rent films all the time. If I wanted just one film to make up to the deal, I would chuck in an Adam Sandler one and try and like reignite that love that I had. And Grown Ups was one of those. I remember watching it probably quite late. It wasn't the first year it came out for sure. And I remember some of my friends saying, oh yeah, it's actually quite good. Like it's one of his better films in the last few years. And I watched it and I was like, that was fucking shit. I really didn't like it. I think I saw it maybe once again after that when my friends might have like put it on when we were together or something and just really didn't like it. I think they were trying to convince me. and I was like, no, this is no good. So then when we rewatched it, I found myself laughing at quite a lot of it. And I think when you know all of his tropes and the stuff that he leans on, it makes it kind of funny as a film, but maybe not necessarily good. So I'm still a bit iffy on this one. I never saw it when it came out. I, I remember always hearing about this and the sequel and they both looked awful. Mm-hmm. And then when I was at yours, we ordered a curry of like Uber Eats or whatever. And we watched that. And I remember the curry, mine one, tasting quite shit. <laughs> also the film, it was so disappointing that whole evening. Yeah, well, it was supposed to be my, it was your supposed to be stag my stag day. <laughs> and because everything got cancelled, we ended up just staying in and watching uh, Adam Sandler film. <laughs> I think we got quite drunk and we just sat there like blobs on the sofa. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That was meant to be your like your bachelor weekend. The start of a very weird year. The only stag we saw was the one that pissed (laughs) (laughs) off the CGI one at the start of this film. But yeah, I remember thinking this was really, really bad. Um, It was quite funny to watch because it's so bad and some good bits from like Tim Meadows and stuff I think yeah so this film was it's basically just five guys reuniting they were friends in their childhood they come back together with their families and they try and I think they're basically trying to tell their kids they shouldn't be on their phones all the time and that they should have fun in the world by going down slides Uh, it's basically it as a film it's like small town I don't know it's just a load of skits basically with a, a loose story so we don't have too much to discuss when it comes to that side of things yeah. I think it goes more into like Adam Sandler's like hatred of wealth even though he's obscenely wealthy so mm. like he he doesn't like the fact that his kids are getting raised to be really wealthy and and all that but even though he is like obscenely rich a little bit yeah. like Jack and Jill I guess again this is the big crossover as well this is the Infinity War of Sandler films. The main cast of this one is Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, Kevin James, David Spade, and Rob Schneider. All of their wives are, I think some of them are decent actresses, aren't they? We've got Salma Hayek. Yeah, yeah. Maya Rudolph. Don't ever recognize any of the others. I don't remember any of the others. But they've all got wives that are so much better than them, basically, apart from Rob Schneider, who has an old lady. That's a running joke in this. She's still better than him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. You really don't like Rob Schneider. This Make is going to be our, <laughs> our first time seeing David Spade in one of these films other than Jack and Jill, I think. And Sandy Wexler. Yeah. We've been quite slight on the spade, so that'll be nice. (laughs) (laughs) So I think this will be an interesting watch because you're coming into it now and you idolise Kevin James because of his stunning YouTube series. Yeah, so if anyone didn't watch our Christmas special... You'd be um, excused from not listening to it. It's very long. That's understandable because it's a bit fucking insane. Uh, But we both watched the Kevin James YouTube channel, both expecting to hate it. I think... Mm -hmm. For me, it might be the best thing we've watched. It's a gift. And it still remains that. 
yeah, so now I'm coming back to grown-ups. And every time I hear him doing a burp snarl or whatever, I'm going to love it. <laughs> You're going to find all the little, like, nuances in his performance. I hope for my birthday I've got one of these, but of, of Kevin James. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Kevin. <laughs> well, we'll see. Because in the later half, there is going to be a gift, a Sander gift. Ah, I'm very excited about For the that. birthday of, of one Luke Thomas, who is now a grown-ups. The other difference watching this, obviously, you've now seen a pretty good chunk of Sandler films. You know these guys a bit better. You know the the tropes. You know the Happy Madison guys. You're going to be watching this with a Sandler scale in your hand. I'm very excited. So our, our Sandler scale is a list of, I think, currently about 60 tropes that we notice are in every single Adam Sandler film. We put them on a bingo sheet. You can find them on our Twitter at the Sandler Pit and also on our Instagram at the Sandler Pit. If you want to get involved as well and watch along with us. So yeah, we're going to be looking out for stuff along the lines of misogyny, fart jokes, Kevin James. We won't put any of the main (laughs) cast of this film on it because that would be ludicrous. But yeah, we're going to be looking out for the little details. And then when we come back later on to discuss the film, we'll see who managed to spot the most tropes and who got the earliest bingo. I think so far we've said maybe Mr. Deeds might have been the film with most of the Sandler tropes in it. Yeah, I think so. And I think I would probably agree with that. It still seems to stand by that. And I think the one with the least was probably Cobbler. Yeah, because the Cobbler just didn't have anything going for it. It didn't have anything, (laughs) nothing. I reckon this is this is what made us want to do the Sandler scale in the first place. So this is where all these things come from. I think this is going to be maybe our heaviest for them. Yeah, quite possibly, because this is just everything coming together as one big bloated film full of Happy Madison pus, (laughs) Um, which is something that you never want to think about. But I do think it'll be fun because the film's not great, but I think all these little callbacks and references are quite fun. So it should be good to pick up on those. It'll be fun for us, not for anyone else. Listen, (laughs) What a birthday. (laughs) Say this to be our to crack, crack open a couple of Budweiser's and wish that you're going down the slide with the boys. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's go and watch this film and then we'll come back and talk about it. See you later. Oh, grown up. Oh. I grow up. <laughs> I know I got it. You are now listening to the Sandler Pit. Looks like somebody has to learn how to pass the Kentucky Fried Chicken. And we're back, having watched Grown Ups. We're back again for more birthday celebrations with Luke Thomas himself, Mr. 26. (laughs) Mr. 26. I put a little criteria for the recording of the second half of this, that we were both going to uh, dress up as grown-ups. You have put no effort in whatsoever. I'm wearing a a jumper with a dinosaur on it because it's my most almost childish looking outfit. And the grown-ups in these films just dress like children. I've gone a little bit literally grown up i'm wearing a a black suit a a black tie then i'm also wearing a baseball cap and what i haven't revealed to you yet is that i'm wearing three quarter length shorts (laughs) oh my god (laughs) these big old buckets yeah i know it's a bit of a disgusting look you've got to dress like this to talk about this uh bloody film Talking of the dress sense, here's an early one. Basically, in this film, Adam Sandler's basically just playing himself, as he does in quite a few... himself, yeah. He's a Hollywood guy. I think he's he's an agent. He's wearing his normal clothes, which is like those huge polo shirts and big shorts. Not to spoil anything, but I mean, if you're listening, you should have already watched Grown Ups. Basically, at the end, there's a basketball game. It ends up being Adam Sandler playing with his son against 
his mortal enemy, who's this just this guy who's a chef in like a, a diner, and he hates Adam Sandler for no reason. That guy's kid as well. And I don't know if you noticed this, but the kid is dressed exactly the same as Adam Sandler, the villain's kid. He has the same <laughs> shorts, but different color. They're like these huge that. shorts with a block stripe down either side. But this kid's are like black with a white stripe and Adam Sandler's a white with a blue stripe or something like that. And they have these shorts that go down to your knee, but are twice as big as your legs. <laughs> So yeah, when I was trying to wear shorts today, I had to like take, I have one of those zip off trousers for hiking. And that was the closest I've got to anything as horrible as what Adam Sandler wears. That's what Barry Egan wears in uh, in Pudding Boy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> zip, exactly. I've gone trousers. for the uh, the Barry Egan look, the suit <laughs> and then the zip off There's no trousers. one more grown up than Pudding Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so could you tell me the plot of Grown Ups? So there's these five guys who were friends when they were kids. They played one basketball game where they won. It was the biggest thing that ever happened in the coach's life. So he <laughs> yeah. took him on a yacht and he loved it so much that 30 years later when he dies and all the grown-ups are grown up, he invites them to his funeral, which is a sellout event, literally looks like a concert or something. There's people yeah. piling outside of the church. The grown-ups come and that's like Adam Sandler, David Spade, Kevin James, Rob Schneider and Chris Rock. These guys haven't seen the coach in, I think, 20 years or so. They've all got centre seats at the church. One of them speaking, one of them singing. They're all there. They all realise that they're friends and they've got this routine where they end up somehow having the ashes of this man that they... Why did he... That's a big thing. I forgot. Why did they get the ashes to that guy? It's the weirdest he's, plot ever, actually, isn't it? He's just it? their PE teacher. Good old uh, Blake Swardson. Blake Clark. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Blake Clark. Yeah, he's in it. They must have put him in old man makeup for when they have the picture at the funeral. Yeah. But yeah, they get the uh, the ashes. But they do mention that he has a niece. Like, so yeah. he must have family and friends. Who well, could... he's a popular guy. His funeral, they were over capacity and there's like people stood at the back and stuff. There was about probably like 200 people at that funeral. It was packed. They end up with his ashes for some reason and they've Madness. decided they're going to scatter them at this river a cabin that i'm assuming they all used to stay at when they were kids yeah but did they used to stay there with the coach i don't know if so why weird. is the coach taking the kids to a lake house alone it's and fucking some of weird. There's a bit when Adam Sanders says, oh, I kissed 25 girls on this spot. If they went there as kids and they were like shacking up with all these girls. Giving them drinks and stuff. It's, it's a, a weird creepy. vibe. I don't know how old they were because they always say they used to get smashed here as well. And they're like, oh, yeah, we yeah. used to get wasted here. When you see them in the flashback, they're all like nine. <laughs> Little children. So that's my question. Was the coach taking them there, bringing all these alcohol. girls, giving them alcohol? To be fair, a lot of them kind of have semblances that there was some level of abuse. I think probably yeah, David there's a Spade hint that there. David Spade definitely was abused <laughs> as a child. And it's a it's a, a weird joke because actually that one. They do a joke, don't they, where he says, Oh, someone's sister made him kiss her. And I was like, What the fuck? Someone's yeah, mom. someone's mum. And there's a bit when he's sleep talking and Kevin James and Adam Sandler are playing tricks on him, like whispering things in his ear. And they say, oh, look, it's, it's your uncle that touched you or something like that. And he starts crying in his sleep. Do you remember that bit? Yeah, this whole film, there's so many dark things that are kind of subtly referenced mm. that it kind of just washes over you eventually. It's, Chris Rock's daughter has one line in it and her line is, 
uh, they see a swing in the woods, like a rope swing, and she says, oh, we're going to hang ourselves. And then she doesn't get to speak for the rest of the film. So yeah, like you say, it's not just the five guys, it's also the five guys and all their families, except yeah. David Spade, who has no family or, or anyone, which is yeah. quite funny. This cabin must be huge as well. There's not really a reference to it, but we've got four couples. We've got a grandma who's there, Adam Sandler's nanny is there for the kids and then there's however many children as well hang on let's work out the kids there's three for adam sandler two for kevin james two for chris rock and then are we counting the three that bloody rob schneider has oh yeah uh, then rob schneider has three grown-up yeah. kids so that's 10 kids then we'll go through chris rock and his partner kevin james and his partner adam sandler and his partner david rob spade. schneider and his partner david spade grandma 20 people living yeah. in this tiny little cabin it looks pretty small doesn't it david spade's just like relegated to the sofa and then the cupboard so there's like a master bedroom and like who's getting the master bedroom and then kevin james is immediately like oh adam sandler because obviously because he's the best bloke he deserves it mm-hmm. and then adam sandler's like nah let all the let all the kids go in there there's like one bed this <laughs> yeah, no. how is this working out i think one of them sleeps in the bath <laughs> chris rock's son <laughs> yeah, so... as well you see that there's a tree house there that rob schneider uses for sex with um, the old lady that's his his wife are they sleeping is that their bedroom are they are they relegated to the treehouse or is that for kids in the day and then for sex at night should we go through each family yeah this will probably be quite quick because none of them are characters adam sandler's family they're very rich and he's obviously spoiled them but then he spends the whole film going why are my kids so spoiled they care about technology and good because you gave it them you fucking clown I don't understand why this guy, who is a, a Hollywood film agent, so, yeah. is so bothered that his kids like to use technology. Also, at the start, was he on the phone to Sandy Wexler? Uh, says, he's, hey, I don't Sandy! Know. He did, he he did hey, mention Sandy. that, didn't he? Yeah. It's so many years before Sandy Wexler was even a film, though. This is like know, but maybe eight years before, in the Planting the Jump, because he wrote this film in the 90s, apparently. So well, It wouldn't have this... taken long, to be fair. It's just three separate scenes and then them just improv in each other, isn't it? Yeah, it's not really a story, but it was meant to exist in the 90s and Chris Farley was meant to play Kevin James's character. Then he died hmm. and then they shelved it for like 10, 15 years and then they made it finally uh, with hmm. Kevin James instead. It could be that he's just got his agent who's called, was it Sandy Wernick? Oh, maybe it's Sandy Wernick, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was thinking, but it's another reference, isn't it? To cap off the Adam Sandler family before going to Kevin Mm -hmm. James. So his wife is uh, Salma Hayek, and she's, yeah, she's, I don't know, a fashion designer? Fashion designer, fashion designer. Yeah, she's kind of, she goes into the stereotype at the start of being like a a cold character, but then she massively changes in the space of one day, and she's like, I I don't want to be shown like that. You're making me out to be this bad person. I'm not boring. Kevin James, his family. Oh, wait. So also with Adam Sandler's family is that they've got a really, really young, young daughter, haven't they? And then two boys that are really spoiled. Yeah. The daughter's character is that she just shouts and gets worried about animals. Uh, yeah. Because it's an Adam Sandler film, obviously loads of animals get hurt and stuff. <laughs> like moths getting stood on and whatever. A bird gets landed on by Kevin James's ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's just the two boys, one of which is Cameron Boyce, right? That um, passed, away. passed away quite recently actually they're all good at playing like these spoiled sort of characters aren't they they want like Voss waters and stuff but it just seems like overkill to give them all so many kids because those two boys are the exact same character just different ages i was gonna make you wonder what the point of having two people doing the exact same role was yeah why didn't they just have one boy and then because cameron boyce in this one i can't remember what he does in the second one but in this one he doesn't really do anything he ends up skimming a rock and then i think he ends up 
going out with Kevin James's daughter or something. Yeah, he's holding know. hands with her. He's holding hands with her. He doesn't really do anything, whilst the other one is always like perving on women and playing basketball. So I guess yeah. he has a, an arc. <laughs> There's just so much going on in this film for no oh, reason. Fuck. It's so stuffed full. It's like going it's to Subway stuffed. and asking for fucking everything. <laughs> <laughs> So then there's Kevin James's family. Uh, he's Eric Lemonsoff. Who is Eric Lemonsoff? He's a man who's Lemonsoff's just, just the name that Adam Sandler seems to be obsessed with and always puts into films. So you've got Eric Lemonsoff was whoever Jennifer Hudson was supposed to be marrying in Sandy Wexler. It's mentioned in Wedding Singer as someone else that had bought a cake off of this lady. Apparently a character in Pixels' surname is Lamonsoff. It just like appears but doesn't yeah. really mean anything. I don't know if he's met someone with that name that he finds funny or whatever. Maybe it's like a kid he went to school with or something. Could be. I don't know. Kevin James, he's, um, I don't even know. He likes food. He got he fired food. from his job, rented yeah. a Cadillac to make them think he still had a job. He's got two kids, one of which is breastfeeding, even though he's four, and then the 48 other one... months old or something. 48 months old. That was, that was quite a funny joke. <laughs> or maybe I just love Kevin James now, so I don't know. And then he's I... got a daughter who's whatever. Has like one joke where she's spoiled and shouts, but then other than that, she seems normal as anything kevin james in this film i i think on the back of us watching his youtube channel and really liking him i was so ready to be like oh, i'm gonna watch this film and notice so much more about kevin james and actually really like him and then i was watching it and i was like oh no it's just jokes about him eating chicken that has his coach's ashes on it and having a drawer where he hides his chocolate bars he just pees right. all the time so the jokes were bad everything he says is not funny but i did like him more yeah i, like, I kind of did as well <laughs> it's kevin he's back again I, he comes across maybe the most likable out of the group. No, Chris Rock is the most likable. Yeah, I was going to actually say, should I just say it now? Which one of these would you like to be friends with if you knew them in real life? I would have to no, say... Put, put them in order. So Adam Sandler in this is like, he's a generous guy, I think, but also he seems quite annoying. He's, he's quite a like dick. focused I hate on... The guy. Yeah, he, care, he seems to care about the wrong things. But also he's quite vanilla, like he doesn't really do much either, even though he's the main character. I'd say he's probably mid-tier. Under him is probably David Spade, who's almost the worst. Almost the worst. Because he's like a, a weird perv who's somehow a ladies' man, but has the face of David Spade. Yeah, goes around being small and creepy. Do you like his ponytail? He has like a weird, like, <laughs> I only noticed it at the start of the film and then never again. I but did, he wears uh, like a hairband, but has I his hair write, down. So he has big hair in this film. And I did write a note that said, oh my God, he has Luke Terry's hair. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> the big, the big the hair. shoulder got... length hair. You've got big bouffant hair. I've, I've got a bit of a quiff. <laughs> You've got his hair. Look at that big I hair. Have, this is nothing like... David Spade had hair down to his shoulder. Right, I'm fuming because... <laughs> <laughs> you have David Spade's Elvis hair. That's Rob Schneider that has Elvis hair. Oh, not David Spade. Rob Schneider. You have Rob Schneider's hair. Sorry. The difference is this is all real. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I can maybe see that, I suppose. Not David Spade, sorry. that You do not have David Spade's hair. You have Rob Schneider's yeah. hair, though. Exactly, Rob Schneider's. Which, I think that brings us to our next point. So the bottom <laughs> of my thing would be Rob Schneider. I kind of like the joke that he has this um, dodgy toupe that he wears. He calls it a toupe. I, I've always thought of that as a toupee. It is a toupee, yeah. He's the worst, obviously. And the mad thing is, 
so you've got in there earlier and made a joke about him having the same hair as me but i wrote down vegan schneider equals luke thomas yeah i knew you were gonna say yeah he really reminded me of you in this so he's pretentious but you can tell that he's using it all to like mask his underlying problems so underneath it he's got like anger issues he gets really annoyed and flips out at someone i think that's a bit like you (laughs) that's horrible that bit when he's like um he just fucking old hag he says something like that doesn't he he? says like oh you were around when prohibition was it's like fucking shut up yeah and he loves her for it goblin that's just another guy who obviously likes something but insults someone for that thing that he likes you know like exactly um, yeah Sonny Koufax with Hooters. Um, carrying on the the discourse is focusing on Rob Schneider here. So they're so lazy they just keep his name as Rob as well. Yeah, and, no. and he's not even in the sequel. He sucks. But there's just loads of things about him putting like maze on people's feet, and it just a lot of it did remind me of you when you came to stay <laughs> at mine. You brought loads of like these shit body shop products <laughs> and all that crap and. I remember just being like, who's this guy fucking trying to impress? If me and you mixed into one being, we would probably be Rob Schneider and grown-ups. You've got the, the only look. difference is I've that got we're... the uh, vegan bullshit. We're double his height. If we if we get added <laughs> together, true. he's really small. But he dresses like you when you went to India. <laughs> he doesn't use shit. He believes I in never like wore medita- that. Yeah, you did. You had those trousers when you. I've seen pictures of you in like Tanzania wearing your. Oh, that was Tanzania. Yeah, I got. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Hey, different this is, continent. This, that mate. is such a Rob thing to say. It's <laughs> such a Rob thing to say. <laughs> Oh, this is awful. Am I yeah. really like Rob Schneider in this? This is nah. that's no good. On that's paper, true. maybe you're like him, but personality-wise, you're not, luckily. Thank God. God. But uh, at first so... glance, I could see why someone would think it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's being harsh. <laughs> that's, now you need to take that back now. I only insulted your hair. You've been saying my whole personality. That's way worse. So you're top of the person's Kevin James? I think it probably is Kevin James, to be honest. Is he better than Chris Rock in this? Well, I don't know. Chris Rock's just a bit bland in this i guess exactly he's like i'd rather bland that makes him more normal <laughs> to be fair actually i have got a note that's like kevin james is a nightmare food <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've just said he's my favorite but he's a nightmare <laughs> they go out for this meal i think on their first night yeah. at the place and kevin james i've just written kevin james food jokes he's making he goes, all these dad um, jokes he's like oh we'll just have 12 burgers and 12 beers and that's just for me and if yeah, i was that waitress i'd be like i'm fucking quitting I've today worked, i used to work as a waiter and if someone had fucking said that to me i'd be like i'd do the uh fake chuckle <laughs> wait no, but seriously fucking... i'm just trying to do my job here hurry the fuck and up I, I bet he doesn't tip either Bastard. oh yeah probably not no good i kind of liked that he was the one that didn't take himself seriously because everyone else's jokes was about everyone else whereas he was making jokes self-deprecating ones about himself yeah fair that's enough. a bit okay. british that's more of like a british thing to do Maybe. i mean it, that usually masks insecurities and stuff which is sad but yeah um, he shouldn't be insecure he's done the best work of any of these guys yeah so go <laughs> his him. youtube channel's sick no what about chris? i think chris rock's probably done better stuff because he was in madagascar free one of the greatest films ever chris rock yeah he's all right i think he's easy to deal with and stuff yeah but there's so, something about his character that i found annoying was that the whole joke with him is that he's a housewife that such a stupid and it's kind of like they think it's funny that they're swapping the gender roles but in doing that it's still misogynistic whether they want to admit it or not his family is um him Maya Maya Rudolph is his wife he's got two kids and then a horrible grandma who's Maya Rudolph's mum Toby Toby Bryant And, I think uh, we mentioned that a few... OJ Simpson. Yeah, I think we mentioned it a few episodes ago. There's two OJ Simpson yeah, jokes. You can tell this is written in the 90s. They Why fucking you... love OJ Simpson, don't they? And then 
David Spade we've mentioned and then the final family is Rob Schneider's family who is him his old wife right if I was going by the way out of every person in this film who I'd want to be friends with it would be his wife definitely she's the nicest I, I thought this at the end I was like she's kind of nice admits her place and she's kind of funny as well yeah she takes the piss out of herself everyone's so horrible about her and yeah she's like to her face as well the kids are like oh do we have to share with the grandma their parents aren't like shut up don't say that my mum would yeah. have given me a slap on the ear if I said something like that to an old person and also like she immediately forgives him for yeah, being for horrible being about her and then she absolutely rinses him in that speech that's why you like her. Yeah, I like her a lot in this. But yeah, it's her and then he's got three daughters, two of whom are very conventionally attractive. The other one is very conventionally unattractive because she looks like Rob Schneider, but she doesn't, obviously. They just put a wig on her. Other than the quiff, she looks normal as anything, really. She looks so normal. Yeah, she's, I hate she's normal. That. She's just yeah. short. But the others are also wearing like eight-inch heels or something, so they look like they're like Amazons. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I thought that was really lazy. Um, there's just loads of grim jokes i think they think that they've balanced it out by having the muscular i was guy i was literally just about to say stuff. that there are a lot of jokes of oh all the dads are all staring at the these women and it's gross later on they do a kind of counter of that where all the women are staring at this man and then when he comes over to them he's got like a high canadian <laughs> voice and they all laugh in his face make him feel like shit it's not very nice is so it? they show that the women can be just as, <laughs> the women are just as horrible as the men. Nice. <laughs> i know this it's kind of a balance i guess that everyone in this film is an awful, a bit horrible detestable I, I, person i think the joke when they're all laughing to his face feels quite weak that scene in it in particular because there's so much build-up to it and they're just laughing and i think when it's forced over the top fake laughing you don't really believe it as well that sequence then leads to a bit where that evening all of the women are like really horny all the men are like saying like oh where's Saskatchewan or whatever it's called the place because um all the women are like imagining that their schlubby husbands like Kevin James they're tr- they're imagining that it's this muscular man I don't even catch that yeah and then Rob Schneider's oh. in the treehouse and he's saying um I'm from Saskatchewan I'm from Saskatchewan while they're having sex they're all like shouting about it when they're drinking those huge they've got I these know, huge I, bottles uh, of water if I'm honest mate right I got about an hour in yeah and I was writing notes but then I really did kind of lose concentration yeah it is actually a bit boring this film oh yeah 100 percent. because it's kind of like one of those judd apatow films but without any of the character study yeah it's just you could find interesting it's just improv yeah it's quite episodic there's not a really good through line of a story i guess the main story arc is they want to beat the people who stayed in the hometown at basketball but that's not really important but they don't really because adam sandler froze the game as well yeah which is the most unearned heartfelt moment of of yeah that's so unearned like he froze the game because he thinks that they need to learn how to win so it was still for like a selfish stupid reason just so his kid learns how to lose whatever you fucking dick <laughs> the weird thing with this film is that i found i found myself laughing quite a few times because Same. there's bits where a lot of them are like kevin james's physical jokes which are so silly They're like there's a bit silly. where he yeah he's about to go on a jet ski and he's heavier than the boat and the boat does like a wheelie goes up in the air because he's weighing it down um, <sighs> just yeah. lots of falling over and stuff like that and it is it is crap and at the same time i feel like you could run these two films through like an ai and get a robot to write it Chris Rock makes a joke about being black. Kevin James makes a joke about being fat. David Spade makes a joke about being a perv. Adam Rob Sandler laughs at this. Rob Schneider does something that is, I don't know, stereotypically 
new wave bullshit. Yeah. Um, Adam Sandler is very, very wealthy, and everyone knows he's wealthy. And he has a nanny. First of all, why does he bring her on a weekend away? Second, I, I understood that because they were going to go straight to Milan after. But they weren't because he cancelled the flights before. Oh, yeah, that's a so good he point. He knew already. After bringing her, why didn't he just say, oh, I've got a nanny because I'm rich and you all know I'm rich because I'm yeah. paid for this fucking cabin for us all for the weekend. And then yeah. he makes her like st- actually study textbooks like a lunatic. Why does he just fucking grow up? <laughs> There we go. That's what the title said. There's really very little to say about this film, if I'm honest. I've got like quite a few notes, but it's let's go to this place. Let's do this. It feels Um, very American as well, I think. You can tell they want to present this as being like the dream holiday and oh, it's such a good getaway with your friends and going down water slides and having barbecues and sitting on the porch with the fly zapper. I was looking at it and I was like, I couldn't think of anything worse than doing this with these guys. Especially with those guys, but I can't think of anything worse than that water park. Like, it looked, yeah. like every water park just looks really sweaty. It's so I've packed been to as one. well. Yeah, no. yeah, I went to the one, there's a big one in Tenerife. Me and my friends went on a holiday after we finished uni. We, we had like a night out before and we all just got like really fucked. And I forgot to take a towel with me <laughs> to a water park. <laughs> I had to rent one, like thinking of what the world's like now. I'd never be renting a towel. And um, Joe Tyrone, our music man, nearly died because he went down a slide where you're supposed to keep your arms folded and hands on your shoulders. I think he accidentally let go and nearly went over the edge of this really tall, narrow slide. (laughs) So we wouldn't have had a theme song if he hadn't been more careful on on the slide. So water parks are just a death Wait, trap. is that... I, I was going to say, because I did write, because... Um, so Steve Buscemi is in this, and I think he's probably the highlight of the film. Because yeah, he plays like funny. this. The townies, he plays their maniac mate, yeah. who's like a, who's like an animal, and they get him to do mental shit. What's his name? Wiley. Wiley, yeah. Like Wiley Coyote. <laughs> yeah. They make him go down a, a thing. Zip wire? Zip wire, yeah. They make him go down a zip wire, just using his feet, and he ends up absolutely totaling himself into a building and breaking every bone in his body but i was like just is that where the the zipline ends surely it would end in a place where you wouldn't get injured it can't can't be real can it it would have a net at the end and then loads of like mattresses or yeah well i mean i assumed but you just told me joe tarone nearly fucking died in one of these yeah true (laughs) and then at the end he's in a full body cast of his arms up in the air and there's just loads of crap jokes like hey why where's mca and oh look, you're you're a field goal. Were the goals any good? <laughs> he ends up, I don't know, feeling up Mayor Rudolph because he's um, like, I want to touch your, I want to touch your baby. And then he like <laughs> leans down and grabs her. And I was like, oh, you fucking. Yeah. Anyway, him him in the full body cast is probably the closest this film has to like a a good visual gag. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't understand why after Kevin James has peed in the children's paddling pool that he's in on his own and scared off all the local children that then he would get all of his friends to join him and they all pee in the pool as well. A big piss in a big circle. Yeah. yeah. And they all seem to be loving it. Adam Sandler being good at sports is a big one in this, obviously. At that scene, yeah. he, he does a backflip into the swimming pool, doesn't he? Yeah, off he does a backflip and then everyone starts cheering. Obviously. Like... Just a few extra notes I've got. Steve Buscemi goes down that thing. He just shouts, I'm an animal, I'm an animal, I'm an animal. That's pretty funny. Um, That's good. I said, there's nothing more sad than David Spade dancing alone with a whiskey bottle. Because he slow dances, just like hugging this bottle of alcohol. That was so funny. (laughs) It leads to a reference where he's, so he slept in a cupboard. And he says he had a a dream about a small blonde girl. The way he worded that, I was like, that doesn't sound right. 
the dog comes out. So he's like fucked a dog oh. or had a blowjob from a dog. And also someone says about him that he just seems gay, but he's a genius. That's how he gets with women, by seeming gay. You know when you have those moments where you're like, what, what am I doing with my life? Mm-hmm. And I've just had one now. I'm wearing yeah. a baseball cap, talking about David Spade getting a blowjob of a dog, wearing <laughs> the top half of a suit and the bottom half three-quarter shorts, looking at a notebook of three, four pages of notes about Grown Ups 1. I think I'm, I'm in a mental breakdown. That's no good, is it? <laughs> Everyone's sleeping on how weird these films are, and we're here to discuss them and <laughs> tell seven people that listen that they're just not right. <laughs> We're on a voyage, okay? This is important stuff to be doing. This film made a lot of money and warranted a sequel, and it has a joke about David Spade fucking a dog. (laughs) Yeah, why did it get a sequel out of all of his films? They do a lot of establishing shots of that cabin, and it's in the middle of, like, a a proper big forest. But they keep getting KFC and stuff. I'm like, where are you getting this from? I know. When I saw that really prominent KFC bucket, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And then Kevin James is wearing the KFC bucket as, like, a helmet later on. Yeah, it fully becomes... part of his wardrobe doesn't he He wears it like three times in the film after that oh tim meadows appears we like tim meadows don't we so he he says the line well 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 if it isn't the other black guy in town (laughs) and i think that's the line i laughed at the most in the film He's he's just funny, I think, in everything I've seen. So yeah. um, he's good in Grown Ups and Grown Ups 2. He's got more to do. Mm-hmm. He's very funny in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He's funny. Yeah. In, it's just every time he appears, he's good in Hoobie Halloween. Like every yeah, time definitely. he appears, I get a big laugh. As well as um, Steve Buscemi, obviously. He's one of the few that you actually see getting work in quite a lot of other places, not just Happy Madison things. Really? So I've not. He's the head teacher in Mean Girls. He's in like Walk Hard. He's in quite a few. He's never a star of a film, but well, he might be. I don't know, probably smaller films. But um, he's the star of my heart. I really want more uh, Tim Meadows. I really like Tim Meadows. He's very funny. I wrote a note saying, if this was me, I would be rushing to Milan because she decides that they're not going to bother going. Uh, I I don't understand how that makes any sense with her character changing her motivations like that. So she's going to Milan, but isn't it for like an important job thing? Again, it's Milan like, Fashion Week. Yes. Yeah, so, and he comes once a year. So we always say in these films, it's always Adam Sandler's dreams and then his wife it doesn't matter she's like all love interest and like uh bedtime stories his wife's a teacher but at the end no she's not she's she's helping managing the business mr deeds even though you contested it it's very obvious that uh whatever her name is 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 now working in his pizza restaurant i think i think best case scenario for mr Deeds, she's working at the mandrake falls gazette (laughs) i think that's let's if we're going to build this whole little fictional backstory but in the film she works for the pizza thing that's what you think and again here salma hayek she's got her own stuff going on but then at the end no she's just adam sandler's wife to cheer him on and i don't know i just find it fucking lazy i think there's such a shit like weird admiration of what it means to be a father in this film and it's it cringes me out a little bit i think it's fine to be like that and have that attitude and whatever but like the song playing over the credits and stuff did you hear did you get to mention it so we do know that adam sandler is a very personal man everything he kind of does is kind of quite personal he wants everything to have his friends and his family which is fair play to him Mm, it's nice there's there's a song that plays at the end which is adam sandler singing about his dead dad yeah yeah it was really sad actually yeah it's sad 
I Stan the, the Man, whole... I think it was called, wasn't it? It kind of felt a bit out of place as well. Yeah, definitely. Because the film's not about fatherhood particularly. It's about families. And I don't know, it did feel a bit weird out of nowhere. It wasn't like um, his character is going through his dad dying. I guess the, the coach is like kind of meant to be represent his dad a bit. I guess. Because he, sa- he says in the song his dad coached his basketball team. Oh, okay. right. Okay. He always seems to shoehorn in these ideas of what like a perfect dad is. I don't know. I just find it a bit too heavy sometimes. And he presents it in a way where it's like, that's the only type of dad there should be. The only type of dad should be someone that plays catch with their son. It's like that whole all American. Yeah. Nuclear family feels a bit old, old and outdated. Like, why yeah, not just grab a second controller and play PlayStation with your kids? Like, why why not do that? Yeah, because I didn't even mention the first scene is trying to make them play uh, Snakes and Ladders. Or they call it Shoots and Ladders yeah. for some reason. It's fucking boring shit. I, I don't want to play Shoots and Ladders. Why doesn't he just, like, play PlayStation with it? And it's this whole... It's that generation of people that really pissed me off. Their whole, like, oh, our childhood was perfect and idyllic and we were in the woods and all the kids now, they don't understand. And they were, like, that, like, that sort of people, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely true like adults are always like oh we used to make our own fun and it's like oh good for you i hate people who glamorize their childhood the only reason they do it is because they were kids so that's why they had fun and mm-hmm. then they're grumpy adults who are like i don't understand why my kids are having a different kind of fun it's just boring like it, the guy's supposed to work in hollywood why not show your kids some good films you think they might like or something like that yeah. instead of just being like ah oh, you never skim stones if you're that worried about your kids growing up spoiled and not valuing nature or whatever. Why have you spoiled them your whole mm. life? Why have you given them... Like, if you were a dad in that situation, you'd maybe go, right, I'm going to live more modestly. All this money's going to investments yeah. and to their future, and I'm going to show them to respect and value money. He plasters them with all this stuff. He gives them a flat screen TV, then com- fucking complains about it. He's a wanker. In fact, Adam Sandler's blow Rob Schneider for me here. Maybe, I maybe. Stand there's, there's a valid argument for it. It seems like there is something where Sandra does think that he's a bit better than the others. He does, Because yeah. he's so inconsistent. One minute, I think I made a note here. Basically, one minute he's saying all this stuff about how his kids need to drop the technology and all that. Five minutes later, he's like laughing at Rob Schneider for driving a smart car. It's like, oh my God, did he drive here in a shoe box or something like that? No, he's just not a rich guy like you are. Like, that's not that deep, yeah. is it? And yeah, then he's just slapping everyone. I think he feels... He, like he's like yeah. a bully in this one. It makes me uncomfortable because he's like, ah, I'm only messing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you fucking... You're a little bastard. He's got like, like a weird him. sort of ownership over him though, hasn't he? That he'll like... They'll be like laying down and he'll like slap yeah. him and all of that. And... They'll like love him. But I'm yeah. like, why do you love this guy? And also the worst thing about him, I think this is why I don't like him because he's like a horrible bully who massively succeeded in life in yeah. every way of like you don't deserve to have a good life he, yeah his struggle is just that his kids turned out spoiled after he spoiled them that's his <laughs> biggest problem in life you know like saying it out loud has actually made me really hate him i didn't yeah. notice this in the film yeah, and now too. i'm like saying it i'm like fuck that guy. i think that says a lot about him though is that he manages to just about sell it, and I don't know how he does it. Yeah, it must take a lot of craft to really sell mass audiences on him. He's so rich as well in reality. Yeah. He has got something going. His I think there's going to be an him. arc. It, there's going to be a part of a timeline. I think it might start with maybe this. This might be the start of it. I can't remember the order that they came out in. But up until his Netflix films, he's doing this a lot. This is his just go with it. This is his blended Play- character. Playing himself, but with big sideburns being a dick 
yeah being just a rich yeah. guy whose biggest problems are something to do with his kids yeah the fact that he's raised his kids wrong and only just realized it because they're going on the holiday that's what his character is basically i think um, that's the worst era maybe yeah Definitely. i think so too I hated the cobbler, hated it. But yeah. it's interesting that he chose to do that at that point, mm. him do like a very small independent film. A few more things I just wanted to mention. Go on then. Kevin James brings a dog to a funeral. Yeah, why does he bring a dog to the funeral? So this funeral scene we were already talking about, Adam Sandler's randomly allowed to do a speech. He makes a KFC joke in the funeral speech. And then he says, I wish I, I hope that I live like him and I have no regrets when life's final buzzer sounds. Fucking hell. It's a very dark way of looking at life, isn't it? Yeah. Also, the only thing that is worse than that is Rob Schneider singing Ave Maria. If someone was doing that at a funeral, even if they were someone that you thought was a dick, you you wouldn't laugh at them at that exact moment, would you? No. I think what it could have been better would be if they're smirking, but not ruining the whole funeral by laughing and yelling at him. They're laughing and like, fucking Kevin James thinks he's at like one of George Simmons' stand-up gigs from Funny People. He's like fucking heckling his funeral speech. <laughs> now it's easy for you to say or something like that. Like, yeah, he's like, hey, you, you, at least he's got one thing you haven't got. He knows how to pass. Why are you doing this? 20 years ago. Is, the coach's family are over there His crying. wife's like crying in the front pew. I, I can't speak any more about how weird that funeral scene is i have so many notes and so little to say <laughs> yeah i know they they all talk about when they last had sex how long it's been oh yeah kevin james oh, had sex with his raped, wife while he raped his wife yeah I forgot about yeah that. he had hell. sex with her while she was asleep i think it was adam sandler he says oh you're allowed to do that really yeah i think mad. it was adam sandler and it gets so brushed over he makes a joke oh she was half asleep well actually no she was fully asleep you're allowed to do this, yeah. And then that comes just a couple of minutes after he started eating loads of chicken covered in a dead man's ashes because he's hungry and exposing his penis to a bunch of women who say, oh, it's so gross looking. Okay, yeah, Kevin James is maybe <sighs> Kevin the James worst. is really bad. Imagine, remember when earlier when we said he was all right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so Chris man? Rock is the only good one, actually. He's, he's the safe only one. Good one. He's respectful. He talks to that... Uh, the Chinese nanny, he tries talking to her in Chinese. He he constantly gets ribbed on by everyone. He loves his wife and she just doesn't like him. The joke is just that he's a weak loser because he's a good dad and they compare yeah. that to being a mum. There was something though that I wrote that got a really big laugh. When the Give film a... ended? <laughs> when Kevin James fell out of the pool. I really oh, right laughed. <laughs> just couldn't stop laughing. I was like... <laughs> laughing so much yeah, that's that when i was still sold laugh. on him do you have anything else to say or can we get onto our sandler scale so let's do sandler scale how did you do on your sandler scale fantastic this week i nearly got all of them i got a bingo nine minutes in it was beautiful wife that was the one where i got it it's because she doesn't appear until the funeral oh starts. fuck we've done the same sandler scale have we <laughs> i know you are <laughs> Did you get did you get eight out of nine? I got bloody seven out of nine. I don't even know what's happened because I did send this to you and I was like, is this the right one? And you went, yeah. I couldn't be bothered. I was like, fuck it, let's <laughs> go with it. I might let, have last week. Let me see. You used last week's one. Well, I sent it to you. But we both had a beautiful sent... wife in the first square. Other than your... that, I think we're okay. Your job is to send me the Sandler scale. You didn't send me one. Your Sandler scale, luckily, clashes with mine, but only on one word. We've had a few episodes where we've had a bit of a rogue one, haven't we? Yeah, it's fine. 
so my line was beautiful wife fat there's a fat joke very early on with uh, kevin james there's also a montage which is everyone finding out that coach is dead so that was my line the other ones i got was violent kids straight away as soon as this film starts kevin james as a kid pushes another kid over Reference to Colonel Sanders, there's a lot of Kentucky Fried Chicken and mm-hmm. a lot of buckets. Shouting, the, so, the film just feels like all shouting. And then Jackie Sandler in the last scene. I didn't get Alan Cover. I didn't get a dream. The whole film's a dream. It's the American dream. There's even a bit when they like <laughs> stood in front of the flag. Is they were so happy. They set the pigeon back off and let it fly off. They're all in front of the flag and there's like an orchestral swell. Is the last scene set on the 4th of July as well? Oh yeah, I, I think. think so. Right. So my Sandler scale, I got eight out of nine. I'm really close to saying that it's a nine out of nine, but I'm not sure about this last one. My bingo came 14 minutes, 40 seconds in. There was like two squares that I needed for a bingo and I got both of them in one go. I had Shouting Sandler. Oh no, I had Big Shorts, sorry. So I had Big Shorts, which is as soon as you see Adam Sandler grown up for the first time, he comes into his house and he's wearing these huge shorts Mm. i had beautiful wife as well which is the rogue element my bingo was jonathan lofram when he appeared 14 minutes into it he's invited to the funeral as well even though he's like the villain of the piece or one of the villains they're all there wait so yeah the villains are at the funeral right Mm -hmm. but they're from the other team that coach would have probably never interacted with them i'm assuming Maybe because they all still maybe lived was, in that town. Maybe he was coaching them as well. <laughs> yeah, when I say that I had two lines that were possibly bingos and I got two of them in one go, I also had Sander has forgotten what is important to him. So he forgets like how to raise his kids properly and then he yeah. realises that, oh, look, there's a river, so we should skim stones. Um, Did you ever have that when you were a kid, like skimming stones and stuff in nature? Mm. I hate skimming stones. I think I've tried it at the beach a few times when we used to go seaside, yeah. but I can't get yeah. my wrist right doing I it. I can't do it. I can do I'm two shite. two hops. That's it. <laughs> um, I prefer playing my PSP like the kids in this film. <laughs> the, that's the thing. That's why I get so annoyed about it because in this film, I was like when I was are, a kid, I was a proper. Kid. Yeah, I was just on my PS2 all the time, and I still went out and stuff. I wasn't as bad as these kids, and obviously we weren't rich. But we did all just drink Voss water all the time. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I also got crossed eyes. So when Jonathan Loughran appeared, I got two bingos in one go because he had had crossed eyes for some reason. I had Steve Buscemi. Obviously, he's in this. Everyone loves him as well. Also, I had transphobia, which I got right at the end. That was my late one. When she's like, I'm a man. And they all start saying, "Eh, I thought you were. Yeah. Joking. My one that I didn't get was a sony logo i'm it's kind of so one we get a sony start. logo at the start of the film but i think it's got to be in in film in the film but also i was counting this two ps3 controllers one vocal reference to a ps3 there's a psp that gets sat on in a church someone else mentions a console oh P- playstation 3's in every room at this hotel one of the little kids says it that kind I'm of goes hand in hand doesn't it I'm giving you that definitely because that is a full Sony product. Like, yeah. or, or the Sony Vio, it doesn't have like a, a Sony logo, but it's a Sony product being used in a lot of these. Yeah, products. I guess. So, if that's the case, I got a full house. My second one since what was the last one? Bedtime stories. I think so. This <laughs> was a very heavy on tropes. I think the heaviest, yeah. definitely. I was noticing other ones that we don't use. Again, actors, mm-hmm. there was a lot of them, except no Alan Covert, which I was 
really surprised that. Is he in the sequel? I think he's... Was he not credited? He's an executive producer here, but not like a, an actor. Yeah, I didn't um, miss him. Luke, are you going to put this into the Sandler Castle where it will be skimming stones and hitting the water park every night? Or are you going to put this in the Sandler pit where it's going to rot forever like those kids' brains are rotting by playing those damn video games, am I right? I would say we've been really harsh on this film and we've we've really ripped it apart. But while we were watching it, I was constantly laughing. There was so many stupid little jokes, good slapstick <laughs> humour. The characters are so well defined of what is quirky about them. I and I'm just fucking God. kidding. Ha ha ha, gotcha. I thought in the very last minute you were going to fucking throw this in the castle. I was going to have a mental breakdown. <laughs> I feel like this film is so throwaway and background. I think we spoke before I said one of the films was like fine to put on if you had like a hangover or something like that. This film, I would say don't ever watch it and pay too much attention to it or just don't watch it in general because the more you think about it, the more you look at it, these characters and stuff, they're all horrible and you have to spend so much time with them in this. You do feel like you're confined to this small cabin with all these people running around and you don't like any of them and you've got to spend an hour and 40 minutes watching their antics there are admittedly a few bits where i did laugh in this i don't want to fully be like the whole film should just be you know burnt in general it just feels a bit phoned in and lazy and also has quite a few damaging ideologies about it i i wouldn't recommend it and for that reason i'm gonna say that it has to live in the pit in eternity where um everyone looks like Rob Schneider's fugly daughter with her quiff. Oh, it's going to be the worst because she's so ugly. She I hope that comes across that with sarcasm. Yeah, no, she wasn't... Oh, yeah, for our American listens, listeners, uh, that's called sarcasm. I'm in complete agreeance with you. Um, I don't like this film at all. Um, no. The one benefit I can give is is literally from behind the camera perspective. It just seems like Adam Sandler wanted to make this so he could hang out with his friends in these nice locations and... Mm. and have a good time and make some silly comedy with them. In doing so, he, he has created this very backwards, poor ideology view of families and parenthood. And um, there's just not really much to gain. It's not funny. Uh, it's not even bad enough to be unintentionally funny. But yeah, it's just a bit of a big sack of wank. And don't watch it. <laughs> I'm throwing everything in the pit, but I am dragging out one thing, which is just Tim Meadows's. 10 seconds not throw him in the castle tim meadows belongs in the castle no matter what he's doing yeah he's always good that's the big takeaway here um yeah i just think this is it's just is throwaway right yeah no good we've spoken about this film more than enough so i made a sandler game and i've kept with the theme of grown-ups and because it's your birthday you know birthdays ages i've done a game called grown-ups older younger this is a version of higher lower but with ages and I've gone okay. with the grown-ups guys and some of the Happy Madison regulars. Nice easy one because this has been quite a long discussion. Um, and also we've got the birthday present coming up. And also, yeah, we've got that. Well, yeah. Basically, I've started with Adam Sandler. You know what year he was born, don't you? Because you, your last game was themed around this. 1966. Yeah, yeah. 54, yeah. So he's 54, correct. Is this following person older or younger than Adam Sandler? David Spade, older or younger? Yeah. Younger. He can't be anything over 20. <laughs> Why did you have such a man crush on David Spade? In my notes, as soon as David Spade appeared, I wrote, oh, I love David Spade. <laughs> I, don't know why. I always do quite like him. I like his hair. David Spade is older than Adam Sandler. Really? 
Bloody he was born in 1964 him. and he is 56. Wow, he really yeah. needs to stop doing that. He needs to cut his hair. Mm-hmm. Is Chris Rock younger or older than David Spade? I think he's he's going to be very close in age, and I'm going to say slightly younger. Chris Rock is younger than David Spade. He is 55, as you say, slightly younger. He's one year younger. Is Rob Schneider older or younger than Chris Rock? Older. Correct. He is two years older. He was born in 1963. He'll be uh, 60 in no time. He'll still be doing this sort of stuff. And he'll be still playing like an Iranian man. (laughs) Oh, just... Going with someone that wasn't in this film, but is one of the Happy Madison guys, Peter Dante. Is he older or younger than 57? I think he's older. (laughs) He looks... He looks older than 57. Okay. He is actually younger. Shut up, is he? Peter Dante was born in 1968. Wow, he's 51. Quite, he's quite young, isn't he? Yeah, his birthday's at the oh. end of the year, I guess. Well, this is all at time of recording, by the way. This is going out in yeah. like a month. Is Tim Meadows older or younger than Peter Dante? I think he was on SNL. I think he was on around the same time as Sandler, but Sandler was very young when he started. I reckon he's probably about 56, 57. I think he's older. Correct. He is older. How so old far, he? he's the oldest. He's 59, Did born I? in 1961. He carries it well. He does. Is Blake Clark older or younger than Tim Meadows? This is baffling. He's surely older, but if you tell me he's younger, I'll be I'll be shocked. Blake Clark is older than Tim Meadows, you're correct. Thank God, yeah. He is 74. <laughs> <laughs> he's quite a bit older. <laughs> I thought he was going to really... Be a shock that he's the same age as all the others. It's like when Steve Buscemi is like the same age as Adam Sandler, but he's calling him like kid. (laughs) (laughs) So this one here is a bit of a reach, okay, to include him as a Happy Madison guy. But he does appear in, I think, three or maybe four of these films. The Fonz. The Fonz. Henry Winkler. (laughs) Is Henry Winkler older or younger than Blake Clark, who is 74? I think he's older. I think he's maybe like 77. You are correct. He is... 75 so it's incredible it's very oh, close okay. one year difference very close this one is a challenging one is kevin Big james Swartzen. older <laughs> oh, or shit. younger than henry Sorry. winkler <laughs> i thought you were gonna be like oh this nick swanson because he's obviously the youngest probably. yeah all <laughs> <laughs> oh, right kevin james yeah younger yeah kevin james is younger kevin james is 55 born in 1965 is nick swanson older or younger I've derailed your whole James. joke. <laughs> yeah, he is um, 44, born in 1974. What a young boy. So last one, older or younger, Jared Sandler. Younger? He is, he's so, much younger. So like 30. He's 27. <laughs> Fucking hell. 1993. Well, that game got very easy at the end, didn't it? Yeah, I thought it was a quite easy one. And do you know what? It's your birthday. You lost the Sandler scale because I got an, a full house. I didn't want to crush you even more with a, you know, like a sound. Really mind. challenging game. Well, I loved that. Thank you so much. Cheers. Is it is it time for Prezi's and card? It is. He sat through his dinner. It's time to open his presents. <laughs> He's been a good boy. <laughs> okay, I'm opening up the lovely card. Very yeah. big card, by the way. To oh, listen. can I ask you something actually before you open it? Is this your first birthday card you've got for your 26th birthday? I mean, it is because it's the 9th of December. <laughs> Your birthday's in on the 20th of January. <laughs> yeah, so quite a way away. So yeah, this is my first card. Wow. Okay, so yeah, uh, you've signed it yet again to Luke Pagogo, Thomas. I'm going to open it upside down. Oh my God, you've put the Sandler 
pit picture on the back. This card is not a call for help. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a really lazily put together card. Horrible click poster, which I have specified how much I hated it because of his horrible <laughs> finger. Picture's all pixelated, so all fuck. Mm-hmm. And then, then it, it just says, happy birthday, Luke Thomas. <laughs> right, read this out, go on. I bet you wish you had a click remote so you could rewind time back to when you weren't such a grown-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Dearest Pagogo, in brackets, Luke Thomas, that's my boy, you've turned 26. This might not make much sense, but just go with it. You are truly an uncut gem, and I hope you treat yourself to some punch-drunk love. Many happy Gilmore years to come, I hope, with lots of love, Luke Terry, full stop. <laughs> wow, this is uh, this is something else. I mean, I just don't even know where to display it. But my original idea was to get you the click poster, but the only ones I could find were second-hand. And I don't want to know what someone's been doing for click poster for all those years. <laughs> they were all like £65 because they were the ones from the cinemas. You oh, know, like right. the huge ones that get put into the display boxes outside of a cinema. Yeah, that so would be like, a, weird, nah. a weird thing to receive. Because I've just moved into a new house so and I've, I just have nowhere to put something that big. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, as well, because we're recording this so early, I've got to display this for at least a month and a half. <laughs> Six weeks, is it? Seven weeks? Bloody hell. But it's that good, is, isn't it? That is beautiful. Thank you so much for the uh, the card. <laughs> now let's get on to the, uh, the gift. So, right, I'm going to open... Which one should I open first? I've got a kind of soft package and an envelope. I reckon we'll go envelope first. Yeah. Just as a warning, um, I didn't take into account your availability, and this is tickets to go on a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, fuck off. <laughs> Are these for my fucking car? Um, no, you can just do them wherever you wherever you want to put them. <laughs> so, I've got a sticker that says "You can do it," and it's got the um, the wartime. Uh, what what is that called? The original? Oh, I can't remember her name, but it's it's a strong woman. The, the woman who's flexing during in like the wartime posters, but Rob Schneider's disgusting face being photoshopped <laughs> over it, and then quite a nice one of uh, uncut gems. That's actually quite a nice little picture there. Yeah, that's quite a good one. I, I thought I would get you one that you're going to hate and one that would uh, balance it out a little bit. <laughs> so are these just stickers uh, for anything? Or yeah. Are car sticker? Right, okay. They're stickers so, to go anywhere, wherever you want to put them, on the back of your phone, on a notepad. Well, I mean, I've just scratched up my car, so maybe I'll just throw on it. You, you can, can do, do it, it right on the scratch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a little thing I thought would give you a bit of motivation you know i know you've moved into a new place you might be feeling a bit lonely stick it up on (laughs) on your wall thank you for the consideration that's really sweet Um, i've got to say before you start opening this second one this is your last present it's nowhere near as good as that pillow um nothing's as good as that pillow it's bloody i keep getting messages put a picture on my instagram of it and everyone's like what the fuck is that nicholas cage is that why do you have that no one will ever come to your house you'll die alone with this (laughs) Why do people have the cheek of thinking it's Nicolas Cage? It's obviously Adam Sandler. I'm opening up this. Oh, can you hear that tear? That's nice. Oh, lovely. Oh, fuck? oh no. Oh, yes. God. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is really good. He's bought here a 
face mask, very good, very useful for uh, during COVID, reusable mm-hmm. as well, very nice. Uh, yep. he's, he's got um, what's his name in Wedding Singer? Uh, Robbie Hart. Got Robbie Hart on it, screaming, "Somebody kill me, please!" Look at that, perfect fit. <laughs> Doesn't even go over beard. <laughs> I'll have to shave just to get it over. It's a very crude drawing of it. I feel like the quote, somebody kill me, please, wearing a face mask during a pandemic. <laughs> it's just. It's a bit rude, isn't it? Yeah. I can't wait to go to Sainsbury's wearing this bad boy. <laughs> it's really good. You've really, you're really good at this old gift thing. I'm going to have to try very hard for your birthday. April, right? That's when we're going to be doing Grown Ups yeah. 2. You've got to think if we're watching Grown Ups 2, anything is going to seem good compared to that film. So, well, happy birthday. Well, Thank you. God, I feel so blessed. Going to be the talk of the town wearing that. <laughs> Thank you. Bloody hell. What a way to turn 26 with bloody hell. An incredible film. Okay. <laughs> what a way to be a grown-ups. We've decided very easily that grown-ups is going into the pit. Many good reasons, I think. Next week on The Sound of the Pit, we are going to watch Anger Management. We're both very frustrated after this episode, so I think mm-hmm. that'll be a good way to learn some tips to deal with our anger. Yeah. And also, I'm assuming it's maybe a return to good form. I can think of a few jokes off the top of my head that I like in this one. You've probably seen the poster, but the older actor that we... We usually like it when there's an older actor in these films. And in this one, it's Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson's always the delight as well. I've never seen this. This is one that I've actually wanted to watch for a while. And uh, yeah, I'm quite excited for this one. It should be fun. So um, if you want to contact us, you can send us an email to thesandlerpit at gmail.com. If you want to see our social media, we're at The Sandler Pit on Twitter and Instagram. It's a big thank you to Joe Tyrone for our music. (laughs) Thank you, Joe Tyrone. Thank you as well, Luke Terry, as always, for doing the editing and all of the trailers. And thank you for all of your little drawings that you do on Instagram. The happiest of birthdays to you. You've really earned this one. Thank you so much. See you next time. It's been a Sandler buy from me and a Sandler buy from him. We've got so many regrets and life's final buzzer is just about to sound. Ah. <laughs> Grow up, will you? I'm sorry, I'm nervous. It's a funeral. I get weird.